0: happy friday everybody it's friday august 6th 2021 this is the second half podcast and as always if you're listening to this that means you made it through another week and margaritas are in order i am trying something slightly different this time around i am recording this podcast while also broadcasting this on a clapper radio broadcast so i have no fucking clue how any of this is going to turn out uh we'll see at the end uh anyway for people who um are finding me for the very first time they don't know anything about my podcast um a couple things you need to know about me first and foremost this is an amateur podcast so you're going to hear some background noises you're going to hear my dogs bark because the ups guy comes because amazon basically lives in my driveway just deal with it. It's an amateur podcast. It's not professionally done. We're not in a studio. I'm not going to build a studio to do an amateur podcast, so forth and so on. Also, if you're if you're finding me for the first time through this podcast, you probably don't know about my website, so if you could, swing by my website, oldhippymedia.com, oldhippymedia.com. Now, <clears throat> what you're going to find on Old Hippie Media is going to be anything you want to know about me, which is not really that spectacular, but you're going to find my merch store which is somewhat interesting. You'll find links on where you can buy my first two books, as well as where you can find me on all the different social media platforms. Now, real quickly, because I know that I have trolls that like to make accounts pretending to be me and think that they're going to spell hippie, H-I-P-P-Y. If you're one of the trolls and you're trying to swing by my website, it's H-I-P-P-I-E. That's how you spell hippie. At least that's the way you did when you were supposed to be spelling hippie the right way. So, um, if you're having trouble with words, get yourself a dictionary. If you don't know what a dictionary is, get yourself a thesaurus and work your way forward. If you don't know what a thesaurus is, have a fucking kid help you. Anyway, now that we've done all the pimpage for the week, no more advertising my shit, we'll go ahead and start talking about what's been going on this past week. And... While I usually talk about a lot of politics in my podcast, I need to start off this week with a little bit of a a couple of personal notes, if I could. Um, Right off the bat, I need to uh, make sure that everybody who knows my wife, uh, who, let me just check really quickly, is not currently in the Clapper broadcast of this. Uh, So she'll hear this later on when she listens to the podcast. If you know my wife, if you work with my wife, if you're anywhere around my wife today, you might want to give her a little bit of distance because her arm is going to be feeling a tad bit sore from all of the patting herself on the back she did this morning uh, before leaving for work. And she said to me, she goes, go ahead and talk about this on your podcast, asshole. So we're going to go ahead and talk about this on our podcast, uh, on my podcast. If anybody knows me for any period of time, they know that I have, uh, we have a lot of animals in the house. We have uh, seven animals in the house, and that doesn't even include the three kids. We have um, five cats and two dogs. And so as a result, at some point in time, somebody is going to step into a pile of cat puke, a hairball, somewhere. It's going to happen. Usually, it happens to me because it usually happens in the middle of the night, and it usually happens uh, in between me getting up to go take another piss. Real quickly, I'm going to interrupt the podcast. Anybody listening to me on the Clapper broadcast of this, I'm uh, just broadcasting me recording the podcast live, so I'm not inviting any speakers in for this particular radio broadcast. This radio broadcast is just going to be you hearing me uh, do this podcast. So anyway, usually I get up in the middle of the night to go take a piss a couple of times, and inevitably I'm going to be the one that winds up stepping in the pile of cat puke somewhere in the dead of night. And inevitably, as I step in the pile of cat puke, I usually let out some kind of a... And it wakes up my wife and disrupts the dogs and gets everybody going. And then she's up for the day. So it doesn't matter what time of the night I step into the cat puke. I usually just ruin her whole night by, by making such a sound. Well, she woke up this morning at 3, 3.30. I don't know what was going on. She's been having trouble sleeping. And uh, she let the dogs out. And as she was going to let the dogs out, um, she stepped in the pile of cat puke. In the middle of the night it's a nice change of pace i gotta be honest with you but she didn't wake me up she didn't make a sound she just kind of hobbled her way to the back door let the dogs out hobbled her hobbled her way back to the bathroom cleaned off her foot and uh went about her morning routine and she informed me of this after i woke up and was as i said practically breaking her arm patting herself on the back that she didn't wake me up because She stepped in cat puke, and she was trying to insinuate that I need to uh, take the hint. But, listen, she's been with me since May of 1997. That is a long, long fucking time, okay? We are screaming towards being together for a quarter of a century. One would think by now she would realize that I'm one of those I'm up, you're up kind of guys. It, the whole house is up that's it if if, if it's 3am and we're going to have to start cleaning shit off the floor everybody get the fuck up it's 3am and we're starting our day early so if you see my wife out about today just give her a wide berth her arm's going to be really sore from patting herself on the back whatever fucking time it was this morning that she did not wake me up on another personal note I've talked about this on a few uh, uh, different pieces of content on uh, Clapper. Do we even still have a team, a baseball team in Chicago? And don't don't tell me the White Sox. I understand the White Sox exist. I'm talking about the Cubs and their goddamn fire sale. Now, I'm only going to talk about this briefly because we got some political shit that we need to talk about on this podcast. But um God ah, damn, does it hurt to see your team just Wave the white flag and trade away that much talent, which is exactly what the Cubs did heading into the trade deadline. They traded away the core of the World Series championship team, which is Baez, Rizzo, and Bryant. And Baez, Rizzo, and Bryant promptly went out and made history by becoming the first trio in the modern era to be traded from their team and then hit home runs for their new team in their debut in the same year. So that was fun to watch as a Cubs fan. Watching all of our great hitters go out there and crush the cover off the ball and send these things flying out of different ballparks and not the friendly confines here on the north side of Chicago. So it's going to be a... uh, It's going to be a rough rebuild here in Chicago, and I'm just hoping that it's going to make it somewhat easier to actually get into the fucking stadium and catch a game once in a while. All right, we're going to do away with the the, uh, non-political stuff for a while uh, because we have, let's see, one, two, got four stories to get into on the political front. As always, they tend to revolve around Trump and Trumplandia. We're going to talk a little bit about the virus. Uh, but we're going to begin with Trump's lawyers. Uh, I don't know if you saw this week, but we had a couple of different stories about Trump's lawyers. We The first one being the one of the lawyers that everybody knows the most, and that being Rudy Giuliani. Uh, it's being reported that Rudy Giuliani is uh, broke, and Trump is walking away from him. Um, now, that's not shocking in the least bit because Trump, uses everybody and walks away from them once they're, they're no longer useful to him and Rudy Giuliani is clearly no longer useful to him, right? Rudy Giuliani is uh, losing his mind, steadily going broke as the report says and the people around Rudy Giuliani allegedly are wondering how Trump could bring in $82 million in donations and not help out Rudy Giuliani with his legal bills Trump's just leave him, leaving him uh, flapping in the wind and my response to that is w- what do you mean you can't figure out how Trump's leaving you guys out in the wind that's his MO, that's what he does to everybody he leaves everybody out in the wind This is you're just now realizing this as we head into August of 2021 that Trump is somebody that uses people and spits them out dude's been doing this for six fucking decades it's it's time to take the hint now Rudy Giuliani was interviewed and he said I committed no crime and if you think I did commit a crime you're probably really stupid because you don't know who I am pause the statement right there for a minute Rudy we don't we do know do know who you are you were quote-unquote America's mayor you were the guy that stood on top of the rubble after 9-11 and helped pull the country together, so to speak. We do know who you are. What we're wondering is what the fuck happened to you? We're one, what we're wondering is what Trump has on you that you are willing to sell your soul at the altar of Trumpism. Anyway, Rudy went on to say as the guy who put the mafia in jail terrorist in jail, put former Mayor Ed Cuck's commissioners in jail, and the worst people on Wall Street, I'm not going to file as an agent. He was talking about as an agent. Giuliani asked, referring to several of his most famous cases, and he went on to say that, listen, more than, he's more than, I, this is the part that blows my, my mind here. This is an actual quote. I'm more than willing To go to jail if they want to put me in jail and it goes on but hang on let me just repeat that again I am more than willing to go to jail if they want to put me in jail who the fuck is willing to go to jail Rudy who's willing to go to jail at your age anyway it says More than he said, he was more than willing to go to jail if they want to put me in jail. And if they do, they're going to suffer the consequences in heaven. I'm not, I didn't do anything wrong. uh, (coughs) Rudy, my man, listen to me dog, big R. I got a feeling you're about to test the power of your convictions. I got a feeling that your willingness to go to jail is about to be put to the ultimate stress test. And believe me when I tell you, and and listen, I'm not a lawyer, nor did I stay in a Holiday Inn last night. But I'll bet you dollars to fucking donuts that what I'm about to say to you is dead nuts accurate. The only thing that's going to get you out of going to prison is not the threat of divine judgment. It's the information about Trump crimes that you have in your head and that the prosecutors want. So if you go into those negotiations telling those prosecutors that they're going to be judged when they get to the pearly gates... You might as well go ahead and turn yourself in right now and size yourself up for an orange jumpsuit because your dumbass is going to prison, and your dumbass is going to go to prison on behalf of Donald Trump. Congratulations, you're part of the problem. Now, in other Trump lawyer news, I don't know if you saw, but a couple of Trump's lawyers were finally sanctioned in the state of Colorado this week, and this is a one of those precedents setting cases so listen to what's been going on in colorado just like with every other state trump's lawyers went around he sent all kinds of different lawyers around to file lawsuits on his behalf saying that he won the uh, the uh, election in 2020 and um and obviously they lost all those cases those cases were laughed out of court and now we're getting around to actually going back and looking at the lawyers in those cases and seeing what needs to happen as far as uh any kind of retribution or punishment for their actions. You can't just as a lawyer go around and file frivolous lawsuits. And and the first one of these sanctioning hearings, and there are a lot of these that are coming down the docket in a lot of different states, the first one was Colorado. And that happened this week. And boy, let me tell you, it was a fucking doozy. It was a doozy. So lawyers who attempted to file a class action lawsuit claiming the voter of 2020 voter fraud, uh, 2020 election voter fraud. Uh, they went into court in Colorado, as I said, and the, the attorneys were Gary Fielder and Ernest John Walker. These are two, once, once again, we know about Giuliani and the Kraken. Those are the two that were in front of the cameras the most, but Trump had a team of lawyers all across the country, and these are the two that got sanctioned in Colorado. They filed the election lawsuit in late December of 2020 in Colorado federal court, And now they have been ordered to pay attorney's fees for Facebook, Dominion Voting Systems, the states of Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Wisconsin, as well as the the legal fees for the Nonprofit Center for Tech and Civic Life, all of which were named as defendants in the lawsuit. All of which. So... Uh, re- real quickly, the judge in this case uh, was appointed to that ju- to that bench in 2018, and his uh, uh, name is uh, Judge Nuriter, Nuriter, Nier, Nair, Nairder, N, as in Nancy, E U, R, E I, T E R, Judge, Judge I don't know. We're we're just going to fuck it. We're just going to call him Judge Rotoruder. Judge Rotoruder heard this case, and he had some fucking things to say, ladies and gentlemen. Judge Rotoruder, and that is just going to fuck me up for life now. I'm just going to... Norruder. Nearruder. Near Nearruder. Rotoruder. Judge Norruder. Rude-Ruder, fuck. Fuck me running. Judge Norruder wrote a 68-page opinion condemning the post-election lawsuit. Now, uh, in his 68-page opinion, uh, one of the terms he used was, and I quote, enormous conspiracy theory. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to read you some of the words from his uh, uh, his 100 and, what did we say here? What was it? i got to scroll back. A 68-page opinion. This is some amazing shit here. His own this is the reason why I think that this is a precedent setting case, right? So other Trump lawyers are facing sanctions in other cases that have yet to be heard in other states. And those states are already looking at this Colorado state, uh, this Colorado case to kind of see how it played out and to kind of see what the ruling and the opinion was, right? Once again, we find ourselves as a nation looking towards Colorado. We did when they were the first to legalize marijuana. We did what we did when they were the first to begin to draw in tax revenue from marijuana, and now here we are again as they're the first to sanction a Trump lawyer. What the the judge in this case said, and this is you can find this in the actual court docket. This is uh, uh, part of the um, what do you call it the uh, the transcripts. And I quote, the unique circumstances of this case, including the volatile conditions surrounding the 2020 election, the extremely serious and potentially damaging allegations against public servants and private entities, the remarkable request to declare void and ineffective the certification of the electoral votes of several states, along with an extraordinary money demand of $160 billion dollars and the lack of any time pressure meant that any reasonable pre-filing investigation needed to involve extensive due diligence and the testing of the allegations including actually talking to human beings such as the lawyers who filed the failed lawsuits and the experts who submitted affidavits. Under the circumstances of this case, plaintiff's counsel did not fulfill this obligation. The public statements from authoritative sources and courts rejecting allegations of widespread voter fraud or ballot rigging should have been, if not bright red, at least flashing yellow lights, warning plaintiff's counsel to proceed with caution. Instead, they drove through the lights at full speed even accelerating. That. That is a federal judge. Putting a verbal smackdown on lawyers. And I got a feeling that a lot of Trump's lawyers are going to wind up owing a lot of money, and this is going to crush them. It's going to financially speaking drive them into the ground. If this is any kind of precedence for future sanction cases. Once again, remember. Going back to the beginning of this story here, I'm going to read for you who these people have to pay for, right? Trump's lawyers, Trump's lawyers now have to pay the legal fees in these lawsuits that they filed for Facebook, Dominion Voting Services, the Nonprofit Center for Tech and Civic Life, as well as. The legal serv- the legal fees for the states of Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Wisconsin. Because that's who Trump's lawyers named in all of these lawsuits. So when all of these people came to defend themselves in court and turned around and filed countersuits against Trump's lawyers, this is that case. This is what's happening. So now these two lawyers, two lawyers, have to pay the legal fees for Facebook Dominion Voting Services, the states of Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Wisconsin as well as the Nonprofit Center for Tech and Civic Life. Those lawyers are financially ruined and you know what they're going to do? They're going to turn around and they're going to look at Donald Trump and go, hey, you just raked in $82 million in donations. You want to help us out here? We filed these lawsuits on your behalf. And Trump's going to fuck them. And he's not going to pay their lawsuits. And there are going to be two more people left in the trail of of Trump's uh, destruction in this country. Two more people that just didn't get their fucking money out of Donald Trump. Mark my words. That's what's going to happen. And now... Law- judges across the country are going to take that ruling and that precedence and they're going to apply it to the sanctioned cases that they have before them in their states and lawyer after lawyer after lawyer after lawyer, after lawyer are going to get hit with sanctioned sanctions and they're going to be forced to pay, we're talking millions of dollars in legal fees for all of these different entities and Trump is going to leave every fucking one of them hanging. By the time this is all done with Trump won't be able to get a single lawyer in this country to try a single case for him in any courtroom anywhere because he will have a trail of 30 to 40 lawyers who owe millions of dollars to multiple entities who he's leaving in the dust. And all of this, all of these millions of dollars and shitloads of man hours are being spent on cases when they could be spent helping out society as a whole. Do you realize that in this country, we're going to switch to some COVID conversation real quick. Do you realize that in this country, we only have 49.7% of the population vaccinated, fully vaccinated? It's August. And we just now hit Biden's goal of 70% of the U.S. adults having at least one shot. He, he set that goal for July 4th. We're, we're almost, wait, no, we're not almost, we're a month behind. Now... Biden can't be blamed for that when you got a bunch of fucking morons running around believing every bit of propaganda that's out there about the vaccination, but that's it, 49.7%. I was on, uh, I, was, I had an opportunity to participate in um, a live radio feature on Clapper, which is this pretty cool feature, and we're going to talk about Clapper next. Uh, it's a pretty cool feature. It's like an audio version of uh, um A zoom call in which you can invite people in to speak and you can actually have a back and forth right and there are people who don't necessarily comment on your posts but follow you who you see coming in and out of your lives and and they leave comments and questions on your lives and because they don't make any content you you really you can't even fathom what their voice sounds like and this kind of allows you to do that's a great feature Anyway, I got I got a chance to participate in one of these live radio things on Clapper with a gentleman. One of the people who was a speaker was a gentleman named Bob from England. And the numbers we were discussing, the COVID vaccination numbers between there, they're like 95% vaccinated. 95%. People in the room were talking to him about, well, what do you do about anti-vaxxers? And when you go, ah, we don't really pay him much mind. There's not too many of them. Sorry, I don't know why the fuck I did an Australian accent there. Close enough. You get the fucking idea. Anyway, he's like, yeah, we don't really pay much mind to them. And I'm like, yeah, we kind of don't have that fucking option here in the United States because they're everywhere. They're in every community. They're in elected office. They're on every social media app. They're in your school board meetings, and we can't get them to go get the jab, no matter what. I mean, they were even talking about offering $100 to anybody who's now willing to come in and get the jab, which makes me slightly aggravated that I didn't get my hundo when I went in and got my jab. But nonetheless, man, it, offer it. Offer them 500 I don't give a fuck. Give them a grand apiece. give it make it be like a little tax return for everybody that now comes in and gets the jab, but just come in and get the fucking jab. Do you think maybe possibly if we gave away a free can of skull with every jab we could get more of these fucking morons in here to get the jab. What is it Is it going to take a case of bushlight? Is it going to take a can of coal, uh, a case of skull? Maybe a gallon of, uh, of sweet tea. I know I'm being extraordinarily, uh, I'm painting with a wide brush, but I'm, it's just aggravating this shit. I mean, absolutely aggravating as shit, especially when you see that of the new cases that are popping up in this, in this state, in this uh, country, a third, fully a third Are coming out of two states alone Florida and Texas Florida and Texas are consistently America's drunk uncles and they have consistently shown us what not to do Florida if I read correctly never had a single day in which they went over 20,000 cases in a single day during the height of the 2020 pandemic and they are getting 20, 30, 40 and 50,000 cases a day now that's what's happening right now and Abbott forget about it he's not doing anything in Texas if anything he is going to sit down and do whatever the hell it is that Trump tells him to do in order to continue to maintain his appeal to the Trumpist voting base did you see the footage of him sitting there with Trump? What was it, yesterday? As Trump was again talking about his cognitive test? I can remember seven words. Yay. And what did Abbott do? Abbott just sat there next to him, smiling like a fucking moron. Like like he didn't have an absolute fucking insane wackadoo next to him railing on about a goddamn cognitive test consisting of, what, five to seven words. And how many, what is it, a year, two years later? Three years? Whatever the fuck it is. Like, dude, are you fucking serious? All right, now, real quickly, um, I wanted to talk about this app, Clapper. Right now, I am... Simultaneously broadcasting The recording of this podcast On a Clapper radio station Which is a radio broadcast Which is why I haven't brought anybody And I'm not going to bring anybody in To speak on this particular radio topic It is just kind of like a a test Of trying out uh, Live broadcasting Me recording my podcast But I wanted to talk about Clapper Because it is something that has Garnered some attention recently um, In that it's seeing a lot of aggravated and upset tiktok users migrate over to it it's a social media app if you don't know what it is it has a little orange icon with a white thumbs up and thumbs down logo on it and it's essentially a a version of tiktok if you will right so it's, it's 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 as if they copied tiktok's format um you get what you can make 1 to 3 minute videos you can make video replies to comments on your posts you can go live you can do dual lives it's very 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 similar to TikTok while also being very 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 different from TikTok so it's kind of a weird and interesting unique app so here's basically what I can gather so far in the limited time that I've been using the app Clapper um, they've got a lot of good things, a few bad things they've got some some, some, some internal maintenance and, and some bugs that they need to, uh, to uh, fix and, and clean up, but the fact that they do not allow mass reporting trolls <clears throat> to take down accounts for no reason is what makes them potentially potentially the replacement for TikTok right so TikTok as everybody knows started out with being a a dance app for tweens right it was an app in which tweens with very little attention span and next to no talent can do 60 second idiotic dance videos and get other tweens to watch it and what people didn't seem to realize is how politically motivated under the surface a lot of those tweens and teens were. And when Trump tried to have his big comeback rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma prior to the, ele- uh, the election when we were in the midst of the COVID uh, uh, pandemic still, if you recall, his first rally back was in Tulsa. And he played before a nearly empty stadium. And the reason why he did before a nearly empty stadium is his team put together this uh, rally, this event, and they put out on the Internet that you could reserve your tickets, your free tickets. And the kids of TikTok took it upon themselves, brilliantly, I might add, to mass reserve his tickets so that when he came out, he came out to an empty stadium, nearly an empty stadium. It was glorious. It was great. If you guys will recall, that was the... uh, that was the uh, event that he did in 2020 and he returned to the White House early in the morning and he had his tie undone and, and hanging there and his shirt, the top couple of buttons of his shirt was unbuttoned and his spray tan and fucked up makeup were smeared on his face and you could see it smeared on his collar and he looked dejected and beat as he walked from the, uh, from the helicopter across the lawn to the White House That's what that rally did to him, and that's I believe what really got people from the political realm thinking about TikTok more and more and more. And then all of a sudden, the political side of TikTok blew up. But their reporting system is, for lack of a better way of putting it, it's fucked. It's it's utterly and completely fucked. So the way the system works over on TikTok, if you don't know, is it's an artificial intelligence system. It's all automated. They created an AI system in order to not have the overhead of humans on the payroll. But they made the AI so simplistic that bots and trolls were able to take advantage of it. So what happens is, if I'm looking at my list of people who are in my room here, let's pick somebody whose videos that I would never, ever report. Robin Paradise. Robin my friend down there on the millionaire coast of Florida, okay? So let's say I want to go report, heaven forbid, one of Robin's videos. I report Robin's video, and what happens is TikTok's automated system automatically takes that video down and automatically attributes a community guidelines violation to the creator of the video. This is prior to any human eyes being put on that video. Okay, automatically take the video down, automatically attribute a community guidelines violation. Then TikTok will go review that video if the creator submits an appeal and only if the creator submits an appeal. The appeal process is quite drawn out because of the massive amounts of troll reporting. There's a backlog. People are often asking, why is it taking longer to get my comment reviewed? that got taken down than it did for my video to get reviewed because they're prior prioritizing the videos first and there's so many videos that have been reported due to mass reporting troll farms Which um if you don't know what that is a, ma- a troll farm is where you can get a few tech geniuses together somewhere in moscow in a room with you know a few thousand servers and they can through automated systems and and their ability to to move quickly, they can create hundreds of thousands of fake accounts that are all programmed to mass report hundreds of thousands of TikTok accounts. And because the system is automated within TikTok, like i said your video automatically gets taken down you automatically get a a community guidelines violation now you submit an appeal it might be four five six seven days until that appeal goes through because they're so backlogged by the time they review your video by the time they took a look at robin's video and determined that it truly did not violate any community guidelines and thus restore it with that little note sorry for any inconvenience it's too fucking late you've already served your four or five day ban and here's where it gets really great If you get too many bans, then all of a sudden you get into the realm of being perma-ban. And it's all an automated system. Now, I believe, it's just a hunch, but I believe that because the Russians were so in bed with Trump, and Trump was so in bed with the Russians, and TikTok was the app that was responsible for humiliating him right before the election, I think Russian troll farms are purposely trying to destroy TikTok by, ma- by mass reporting everybody and anybody humanly possible to piss everybody on the app off and drive them to other platforms. It's just a theory of mine, but I think that's what's happening. Because it's not just left-leaning creators that are being reported. It's right-leaning creators that are being reported. It's comedian creators that are being reported. It's dance creators that are being... Re- it's everybody. They are trying to destroy the app Using the app system, and the creator of the app is not moving quick enough to plug that hole to fix that problem. He needs to get himself a big old roll of digital duct tape and fix his fucking problem, or otherwise, his app will be destroyed, it will be driven into the ground. So, what I did was, I had a TikTok account from a while back, and I just said, Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a video out there about my podcast and see how it goes. And it, I put a video out there, I don't know, weeks ago about, you know, hey, my podcast is up this week. Go check it out. Yada, yada, yada. And, I don't know, I got like three or 4,000 views. It's like, not bad. And it's like, not bad considering I only had a, what, a couple of hundred followers at the time. Because I really didn't let anybody know that I was on Clapper. Uh, I, I started the account. It was just kind of sitting there. I didn't know what to do about it. And then When I started getting banned, that's when I started chirping about Clapper. And I was basically chirping about Clapper on TikTok because I knew that if I was going to continue to get banned, I didn't want to go to do this kind of content on Instagram or on YouTube because you don't have the same back and forth. I can put a video up on Instagram and somebody can leave a comment disputing my video in the comment section. And then I can't make a video reply. Like I can't click that comment and make a video reply like I can on TikTok, right? That's one of the features that I use the most. I can't do that on Instagram. So you take that into consideration along with the different ways that you film videos on different apps and and how people like the functionality of TikTok. And what it boils down to is that Instagram and YouTube and Patreon and other paid subscription services just don't give you the same form and functionality that clapper does and so that's why i started harping on clapper like i heard this person say they were going that get they so i have a bunch of creators that i follow that are getting banned all the time and this one said they were going to this this platform and this one said they were taking their shit to instagram this one said they were taking their shit to youtube and i'm sitting there looking at all of these apps going wait it's none of it is the same we're not going to get the same kind of following, we're not gonna build the same kind of audience on those platforms that we do that we were able to do on TikTok. It's not the same form and functionality. So that's the only reason I started harping on clapper. Form and functionality. And I started harping solely because I was trying to let people know I was going to be on clapper, right? I'm getting banned, so I'm gonna make content on clapper. And it worked out sort of okay. Went from a couple of hundred followers to a couple of thousand followers. Great. Awesome. But I mean, I was still on the verge of 400,000 followers on TikTok, So I knew there was a lot more audience that needed to be pulled over. That's the only reason I've been talking about this. It wasn't because I got some big love affair with clapper or I'm getting paid by clapper or I own stock in clapper or whatever the fucking case may be. It was just, a, I was look, just looking for a place to be able to put my content out. And not get banned literally every week. And when I only got a couple of thousand people come over, <laughs> I was like, okay, I like the form and functionality of it, but there's no audience. There, there's, just, there's just no audience. And so I figured the, the best way to get an audience is not by telling my audience to come over, but by telling other creators to come over and hopefully they then bring their audiences with them and then it could create an audience that we can all feed off of yeah i was trying to build an audience for myself i'm not going to lie to you i'm going to be completely honest with you i i, I didn't when i started tiktok i didn't think i was ever going to have a thousand followers and before i knew it i had five thousand followers and then ten thousand and then fifty thousand and then a hundred thousand and i thought this is fucking insane the growth is nuts And before I knew it I'm, I'm knocking on the door of 400,000 And I was like I kind of like this I kind of like this This is not bad uh, So I just wanted to try and recreate that Over on Clapper That's all I was trying to do <clears throat> So I started harping on it I started making a ton of videos And people got aggravated uh, It's all you talk about is Clapper anymore Well that's all I can talk about I'm getting banned on TikTok I'm trying to pull as many people over Now listen I don't know how much influence I had in getting people to come to Clapper. I know I had influence in getting some of my followers to come to Clapper. But at the end of the day, the content creators, they have to make their own decisions. I don't think I had much of an influence. Yeah, I have a lot of followers, but nowhere near as many followers as some of the other creators that have come over here. So I don't know that I had that much influence in it. But I am glad to see that it's starting to happen because the system over there is fucked up. I feel more comfortable on TikTok. I feel safer on Clapper because I don't know when my 400,000 uh, follower account is going to get perma-banned on TikTok and that's it. I'm just not going to have access to those people anymore. So for those of you who, once again, are out there listening to this podcast and are like clapper 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 now the people who are listening to me on clapper right now are like well we know what it is ron clapper remember i'm I'm recording my podcast right now you guys are hearing me record my podcast uh and my wife who came into the room recently did not get to hear me talking about her at the beginning of the podcast so when this thing uploads in a little while i'm sure she's going to go back and listen to me talk about her but once again for those of you who are on TikTok and are hesitant about coming over to clapper let me tell you again who's here on clapper who's actively making content on clapper now some of the people i'm going to say once again i have only made a video or two to test the water and we haven't seen them back and we probably won't see them back until their account gets banned again while others are making content for both tiktok and clapper while some Others have still left TikTok altogether. So here's an initial list of people from the left community only, and then I want to talk about a big name. So the left community only, we have North Omaha Cat Lady, approaching 600,000, 700,000 followers, way bigger than my account, right? I mean, she's going to have much more influence on people coming over to Clapper than I ever could have imagined having. Getting Shiggy with it. The Dude Trader. John Colbert. Chasing Oz. Big Mike of Portland. Cannon's Fodder. A.A. A. Ron. Scotty Banks. Paulie Bunyan. Obi-Bun Kenobi. Rational Boomer. Mr. Global. Admittedly, Mr. Global is one of the people that is is very open about not liking it on Clapper. But I think he understands that you can either not like it on Clapper and be able to make content, or you can love it on TikTok and not be able to make content because you're getting banned. Uh... Rock, Robin Paradise, somebody I was talking about earlier on the podcast, John Spot, General Gambit, Half-Baked Granny, Road Rebel, Liberal Trucker, Trucker F- 557, Chrissy Davidson, Down Goes K KMAC 313, Winston Wolf, Legal Dad, Snap Ginger, Won't Stay Silent, Old Man Murphy, Double D Mova, Goddess Mia, The Amazing D, El Dudorino, Nurse Alicia, Barrister, One Black Man's Opinion, Yoda Daddy, Gypsy Moon Soulfire, Good Trouble, Caustic Soda Pop, Tony Michaels, Barry Smooth, Medieval Filth Cauldrons, Kerr Bear, Snowflake Queen, Muscles in Nursing, Kyle Rose, and uh, Tizzy Nat who's been here for a while tizzy net's been here for a minute but he just now saw the migration was happening and is starting to make more content over here but in addition to that as well as many 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 other small to mid-range left-leaning creators that have migrated over to clapper in addition to that have you guys seen big old texans video big old texan is that big muscled uh, uh uh A uh, tattooed guy from Texas that does those funny videos about people breaking into his house and how we're gonna play now. He does a character called Crazy Eyes, and he's always shutting his garage door. He made he he made the migration to uh, Clapper as well. This is this is a gentleman who has 1.9 million followers on TikTok. He's knocking on the door of. 2 million followers, he's knocking on the door of 24 million likes on TikTok. And he made a video yesterday or the day before kind of talking about how you're going to be seeing all of his videos on Clapper now, and he didn't say in his video that he has left TikTok, but in the caption to his video, he did. He said, this is crazy eyes and big old Texan leaving TikTok for Clapper, and when you go to his TikTok account he hasn't made a TikTok video in 4 or 5 days that's the kind of creator that's going to cause a stir 2 million followers he, he, if he's truly done with TikTok and he goes back to TikTok and tells his followers hey i'm on clip i'm on, I'm on clapper now i almost said clip clop Boy, wouldn't that be a fucking fun name? Clip Clop. Sh- I'm going to fuck that up a million times over the next year. I guarantee it. If he goes back to TikTok and tells his followers, I'm on Clapper, and he can draw 10% of his followers, that is going to be massive for the audience on Clapper. Massive. And I've always contended that you know, this migration that you've been seeing has not hurt TikTok as much as it has helped Clapper and, and the only way it's really hurt TikTok was not necessarily financially, but more by giving them a black eye. It was a public relations thing, right? Holy shit, we had 50 to 100 creators migrate to our direct competition in eight days, right? That kind of thing. It wasn't a financial ruination. It was just a, it was, you felt it. You, you, you could feel the sting from a public relations standpoint. What the fuck do you think creators that have millions of followers are going to start doing to them if they start coming to Clapper, right? Because once again, the system on Clapper is causing everybody to get banned across the board. It's not just political commentators. They are banning Hot Mess Express for of all people, Pinky. Advice from Usha. The uh, the advice from Usha advice from Usha is this one that. Account. Funny as shit. Non-political as shit. Right? Just straight up laughing your ass off. Get me a bottle of wine and an ounce of weed. We're going to have some fun watching pinky videos. Kind of stuff. And they're banning her. Now she is trying to cultivate as much as she possibly can on Instagram and YouTube because she doesn't necessarily rely on that back and forth with her audience as much as Uh, political commentators do Um, so she's actually managed to surpass I believe 600,000 maybe 700,000 followers on Instagram already and uh, she's trying to cultivate her YouTube channel totally understand I would love to see her do more content on Clapper she has an account on Clapper but it's those kind of people that stop using TikTok and start using other platforms that are going to make it hurt they're going to make it known and the more we can bring for from an audience member to Clapper, the better it's going to be for all of the creators on Clapper, including myself. I'm thinking about myself in all of this. Do not get me wrong. I truly am. I'm thinking about myself as well as all the other creators out there that are part of this community. And the bottom line is, if we all are able to attract our audience, it creates a better audience for all of us. So... If you're listening to this podcast and you know me from TikTok and you've been hesitant about coming over to Clapper, I am not asking you to leave Clapper. I'm not. I haven't left Clapper. My account is still up. I'm asking you to just open an account with Clapper. I'm not asking you to leave TikTok, I should say. I don't know if I said that wrong. Fuck it. Forget about it. I'm not going back and redoing the whole thing over one word. Anyway. I'm not asking you to leave TikTok. I'm just asking you to try Clapper. Start an account and find one of your favorite creators, right? Go find the Dude Trader. Go find Robin Paradise. Go find Scotty Banks. Go find me. Go find North Omaha Cat Lady. And look at who's following them and who they're following. And start watching some of the content on Clapper. It is admittedly different than TikTok there are features that need to be improved there are also features that they have that TikTok doesn't have the radio feature being one of them it's a pretty goddamn cool feature if you ask me the fact that you can go live as soon as you make an account you don't have to wait for a thousand followers the fact that you can make a video reply to a comment in somebody else's video it doesn't have to be a comment in your post You're scrolling through your For You page. You see something, a video that catches your attention. You start looking at the commentary. You can make a video reply to any comment in that comment section. Sounds like they're trying to add a green screen uh, feature. They're trying to get that to happen. I'm going to put together some more suggestions and get them to Clapper Academy. I suggest everybody who came over from TikTok very politely and very professionally word a suggestion email to clapper and list for them the things that you want to see and if we all send our lists to the clapper academy nicely neatly professionally not being an asshole not being a dick in your in your wording then they can take a look at that and go wow okay so here's the deal we've gotten 62 uh messages with suggestions and of the, and and the and of the 62 messages you know, 58 of them are complaining about the clapback version that's something we really got to focus on you know what I mean one guy sitting in his home office going hey you know uh, I would really really like it if I could do a stitch um, you guys think you could work on it they don't give a fuck what I have to say nobody gives a fuck what I have to say You know, we need voice in volume. We need as many of these creators as possible to suggest to Clapper politely and professionally, once again, here are the things that we'd like to see changed. Here are the tweaks that we would like to see changed. And our voice will carry weight in mass, in volume. So if you can, try to do that. Get a list of things together that you want to see changed. Make a suggestion to Clapper. Uh, 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 let them know you know you're part of the migration. You know here's how many followers I've managed to gain in a short period of time. I'm loving the app. I'm I'm, I'm digging. It, that's the other thing. In in your suggestion messages, let them know what you like about the app too. Right? Hey, I, this is just so that you know this is not a message of me just complaining about the shit that's wrong with the app. Right? I want to know. I want to let you guys know that I like this 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 and this. And let them know that we're here to work with them, not against them. And I honestly believe that this could be the new home. The Clapper could be the new home, if TikTok's not willing to fix their system. You know what I mean? I had one person say to me, it was kind of, it was actually kind of funny. One person said to me, um, "Well, it's all, it's kind of a ridiculous name. I can't see myself being on an app with such a ridiculous name as Clapper." And I'm like, "You're saying this to me on an app called TikTok?" But okay. You, you run with the ridiculous name theory. Whatever you need to do to justify it in your head, I don't give a shit. So that's all I'm saying. Just come start an account. Find these people. Throw them some love. I think you're going to find it's close enough to TikTok that you're going to like it. So there you go. That's my first podcast in in three weeks now. It's been, holy shit, it's been three weeks? Jesus, I've been working on that basement for too goddamn long. Um, so... I'm going to wrap this podcast up in a minute. I'm going to go ahead and get it uploaded so that my wife can turn around and listen to the first part of it and hear about her. And once again, if you guys know my wife out there, if you happen to run into my wife out there, you just give her some space today. Her arm is hurting. It's very, very sore. She almost broke it, patting herself on the back this morning for not waking up the house when she stepped in a pile of cat puke. So just... If somebody, if somebody could run some ice over to her so she can ice her arm. she Right now, she knows I'm not going to let her into this commentary thing until I finish this podcast. And then I'm going to let her in here, and, I, and she is going to lighten me. Hang on a second. What happened there? I got a phone call, and it kicked me out of my own goddamn room. As soon as I end the official podcast, and I open this radio broadcast up to speakers... I got a feeling that I'm going to get a digital version of the skillet head. She's just going to come in here and light me the fuck up. So that's all I got for you guys this week. I appreciate you guys stopping by. Uh, Tune in next week for another episode, hopefully. Um, uh, We're getting into that period of time where kids are going to be going back to school, and there might be a week or two in and out where I don't do a podcast. But once we get back into our regular school fall schedule and i've got most of the house to myself uh will i'll start doing podcasts again almost weekly regularly uh, as regularly as humanly possible so tune in next week for another episode hopefully and until then as always stay grateful